0: Hi, I'm Liz Ryan, and this is the Work Related Podcast, Episode 21. We talk about work and the workplace and how to make the workplace more human. And we also share career and workplace advice, leadership and HR advice. And today I'm talking about how to start consulting on the side. What does it mean? You can start a consulting business alongside your current job or a job search or school. You can start consulting part-time. In fact, most consultants, most new consultants do exactly that. They start consulting alongside something else that they're doing. If they're working full-time, it makes total sense to start consulting on the side part-time because they can't just jump into their consulting business after not having been a consultant before and expect to make enough money to pay their bills. So they start consulting part-time on the side evenings, weekends, whenever they're not working and they build their business over time until they can step into it full-time as their full source of revenue, income, or they keep it as a part-time thing. Some people start a side business consulting with the plan to have that be their retirement job, work part-time as a consultant as much or as little as they want based on their other priorities after they leave full-time employment at some point so consulting on the side is a pretty popular topic right now big topic a lot of people have reasons to want to broaden their skill set enlarge their network have more money coming in deal with the working world in a different way and i'm all about that and i'll talk about that at the end of the podcast why i really feel like every single working person should have a consulting business a second or in the water Another way to earn money, another way to to encounter and interact with the professional world rather than just one full time job. But right now I want to walk through the steps of how to start consulting on the side, how to start a part time consulting business alongside whatever else you're working on. So the first step in this is to decide, of course, what kind of consulting you want to do. What kind of consulting it could be very, very obvious from the work that you've been doing? You know, everybody in my field of business, if they start consulting, it's always whatever legal research or some very specific thing that you do, database maintenance or design. It could be, you know, HR information technology and analytics. It could be very obvious, or it could not be obvious. It could be something where you say, I think. I'm pretty sure that I want to start consulting on the side, but I don't know what kind of consulting to do. That's the more common scenario actually than walking into consulting being crystal clear about what kind of consulting you want to do. It's more common for people to be uncertain, uncertain about that. When I was a young HR person, I worked with a lot of consultants. I met them at uh, networking events, HR networking events. I met them through other HR people. Sometimes they reached out to me at my desk with a letter or called. Uh, I They reached me, I reached them, and I needed help with things that were kind of either specialized, like some real specific sales compensation thing or something about implementing HR software or something about stock options or something about whatever. Either it wasn't in my area of expertise and it didn't make sense for me to go get all that expertise at that moment, or it we just needed more hands on deck. And it's always good to have input coming from outside, you know, the company walls. And um, I didn't have budget to go hire the big, huge consulting firms. These were not massive companies, but I had enough budget to hire someone, a person to help me. And we got to be... Really good friends in a lot of cases. And we got to be colleagues and work together pretty closely. And I watched these consultants. I was curious about them. I was afraid of the whole self-employment thing for sure. I wanted that the the paycheck to come every other Friday. I wanted that insurance to be covered. And I wanted my job description and my team and the solidity or what I thought was the solidity of that. But but I was fascinated by the consultants and I always asked them a million questions. How did you get started doing this? And I don't mean to pry, but like, how does it work and how do you do it? And, and I started to try to demystify it for myself so that consulting wouldn't be the scary thing that only daredevils do, the most risk tolerant people in the world. I didn't consider myself super risk tolerant, by the way. I was kind of terrified at the idea of working for myself, but I wanted to learn about it. And they said, I, you know, decided to work for myself. I know, I know something about this topic and actually working for myself has taught me so much more about all kinds of topics than I really ever could have learned working in a full-time job, because you just don't get the speed, the turnover of topics and issues in most full-time jobs that you get outside. So I like it. Is it feast or famine? I would ask them because that's the rep I'm consulting, feast or famine. And they would say, you know, no, it reaches a steady state. And then if I want more work, I kind of go get more work and I can back off if there's something going on in my life, like my daughter's wedding or whatever. Um, I love it. I can't imagine going back. No offense to you, Liz. I can't imagine going back to the full-time working world. I love this. I love being able to make my own priorities, my own schedule, set my fees, choose my clients. It's really, really good. Is there marketing involved? Is there some uncertainty? And I have to be thinking about the future, yes. But more and more, they said, more and more the regular working world, the salaried world is going in that direction too. What is guaranteed? Nothing. Nothing is guaranteed. So I feel me having control of that and driving the vehicle or the ship is is better than sort of being in a job and just hoping that the job persists and it stays cool and I still like it and so on. And frankly, they said, too, I don't need the politics. I dealt with all that. I just don't need it because I was in it because I was right in the middle of it. I was like politics, politics, who cares? But really, that stuff does take a toll, doesn't it? It really does take a toll on you emotionally, and it just kind of wears you out. And you say, why can't we all just get along? <laughs> so I studied these consultants, but I was still afraid. Some of them were full-time consultants, and some of them were part-time consultants that I met through HR networking groups or our local employers council. And I'd say, don't you you still work over at Acme Explosives? And they'd say, yeah, I do. And I actually do a little consulting on the side. Why? Why do you ask? And I say, cause I need this or that. Would you be able to help me? Yeah, they said, I'll help you. And so we would work on the project and we would meet or talk on the phone and we'd agree on the work and the price. I'd sign a simple agreement. If I had to send them something, I'd send them whatever. They would do the thing. I would pay them. We would converse intermittently during the project. And I would say, is that it? Is there anything else? Cause it seems so straightforward. And they said, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Sometimes there's a thing called scope creep. You might've heard about it in consulting where a client says, I want X, I want you to do X. And then we agree on that, do a little contract. Maybe I get an upfront partial payment. Then they say, we'll also do this, this, this. And then I have to say, I'm happy to do it. And that'll be a separate project or an extension an addition. But they said, it's, a, it's not a big deal and i very very rarely have any kind of discord or unpleasantness very rarely and uh, most people are pretty chill and and we enjoy working together and if there would ever be something not cool that happened with a client i just wouldn't work with them again i'd tough it out get through the project and i wouldn't work with them again there's a lot of prospective clients out there so i started looking at this topic and saying i got at some point i got to find out more about this cuz it just seems too too interesting and useful you know not to but anyway i said i was going to I was gonna tell you how to become an independent consultant on the side. So let's stick to our agenda. Little digression there. First step is to decide what kind of consulting you wanna do. And that is going to be looking at a couple of things. One is where is your expertise? Don't say, I don't have any expertise because everyone does. You might think you don't because our working world is very geared to, if you don't have a certification, you don't know anything about the topic. If you don't have a degree in something, then you don't know anything about it. You're not credible. If you haven't worked in that department, you know, with the name of the department on your title, you're not credible. All this is nonsense. Some of the most successful consultants are the 22, 23-year-olds who are just out there taking on work, figuring it out. As they go, and that's how you build a business. And that nowhere is that more true in, than in consulting, where you only have to get the opportunity to do something to learn about it by doing it. Obviously, you can't practice medicine, you can't practice law, you can't be an insurance adjuster. You know, you can't do certain things that are regulated right? Uh, you can't introduce a new pharmaceutical, <laughs> right? You, 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 there, you can't do those kinds of regulated license requiring things. But there's so, so, so many things you can do independently as a consultant. So the way that you're going to get clear on what kind of consulting to do is that you're going to look at what are you good at? What do you love to do? And where is there pain? Where is there a need in the marketplace? And that's pretty easy to figure out by looking at Indeed, looking at job ads, looking at an at, at area of consulting you might be interested in and saying, what do XYZ consultants do? What do social media consultants do? What do copywriting consultants, web copy consultants do? What do HR consultants do? What do recruiting consultants do? How much do they get paid? Everything is on Google now. It's pretty easy to do some research. You can also go on LinkedIn and and browse the profiles of people who do the kind of consulting that you think you might be interested in. And by the way, the decision, what kind of consulting you're gonna do is not a lifelong decision. It's just like a job search. When you get clear about your job search direction, that's not a commitment for life. It's just a place to begin your exploration. What we call a place to put your canoe in the water. And then the real world will give you all the information you need about where to make a course correction, or or investigate more deeply, or whatever. So you need a place to start. And we do a course for budding uh, consultants, people who want to step into consulting. The course is called Take Charge Consulting. And we have people doing all kinds of consulting, absolutely everything from digital transformation to investigating summer camps for for families and um, educational consultants and Medicare uh, forms uh, consultants and people who work with individuals or couples, families, people who work, of course, with organizations, government entities, for-profit companies, startups, multinationals, whatever. they just decided one day I'm going to check it out. I'm gonna step through this invisible membrane that's been there making me think I have to be a regular employee on on a payroll. It's not the world now. It's not the world, I have to do this. If If we constrain ourselves like that and say, I can only be a regular 40 hour a week payroll employee, it's kind of like saying to the universe, I have to have a job within two miles of my house. It's a, it's a it's a constraint that if boy, if we don't have to have that in place we'd be better not to be better not to right If you can flex and do full-time jobs if you if that's what you like and do consulting, you're in a great spot because you're going to run into people as you start these conversations outside of the standard job search realm apply for a job click 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 on indeed, you know wait to get uh, uh, some kind of acknowledgement and maybe an online test to complete and get into the pipeline that way. As you start conversations outside of that framework, that paradigm, right? People are gonna say to you, you know what? I would love to get your help uh, on a consulting basis. Could turn into a full-time thing. I don't know if that interests you. And you might say it does outside of my job. I can't quit my job. My current job that I don't love, honestly, can't quit it for a consulting thing 15 hours a week. Mm, that could turn into a full-time job. That's a little too risky, but I'll do the consulting thing and we'll play it by ear. There's no bad outcome for me. There's no bad outcome because I will get a testimonial from you. I'll get the experience. I'll get paid. I'll learn how much I like this or don't like this, how easy or difficult it is, right? So this is the world now. The more we can have that plasticity, try new stuff, step into new territory, the better off we are, the bigger our muscles get. And that's what we all want, right? So the first step is to decide what kind of consulting to do at first. You're just going to try it out. You're going to check it out. It could be almost anything. It could be setting up medical billing and coding systems, if that's what you know. Could be administrative, could be, a virt- you could be a virtual assistant doing projects for clients. And we've had a lot of virtual assistants come through this program over the years, take charge consulting that we teach at Human Workplace. And sometimes they remain virtual con- uh, assistants and they maybe even partner or with or contract with other people to support them and help them grow their business. Or they may specialize. A lot of times they'll specialize and say, now I only do sales proposals. I specialize in whatever, travel. I specialize in in team communications. could be almost anything. Lots and lots of organizations need help at any given time. Speech writing, almost anything, right? Cost benefit analysis of this or that or business plan writing for making, you know, a business case about XYZ initiative. It's just starting conversations and saying, you know, where... Is there a place that you you don't have the time or you don't have the expertise right at hand uh, on the team to dive into this, to take advantage of an opportunity or solve a problem? And so that's why in the course and in my teaching and writing and speaking, I focus so much on pain. You're not looking for, hey, I do X, can I help you? You're looking for pain. You're looking for what's the problem I could solve or relieve for these clients That's going to be the sweet spot, the intersection of what you do well, what you like to do and where there's pain. That's the place. That's also the pain looking at what is broken, spending too much on office supplies, for example, could be a pain point for your client or could be a real estate related thing or could be absolutely anything in any process in any size organization. But but I'm an HR person, so let's take an HR example. Could be um, uh, could be. they need to create a pipeline. They need to create some relationships with universities. Ooh, that's time-consuming. That's time-consuming. Got to reach out, got to represent themselves really well and professionally to colleges and universities and get in there to th- figure out their recruiting schedules and a lot of logistics and get into campus recruiting or whatever. Could help them with that as a consultant. And it's not hard. It's just a thing that you have to define and understand that world a little bit. So if you're interested in a particular pain point that you've identified, like a lot of companies don't do a good enough job at campus recruiting, then you're gonna research that area and it's fun. You're just gonna research it online. You're gonna say, what's new in campus recruiting and where are the pitfalls and where are the problems? Just, Just living in the world, we could probably make some educated guesses about the problems that crop up in campus recruiting that aren't, they're not gonna be 100% wrong, right? Probably companies have a tough time reaching the students and making their brand appealing. And they're in competition with all these other employers that are coming to campus recruiting. Maybe it's, you know, understand meeting the students younger at an earlier time in their second or third year, second year, let's say of school. You know, maybe it's, uh, there are problems with logistics and uh, recruiters, you know, burning out or remembering all the details about all these students that they're meeting. That was my problem doing campus recruiting. I'd be like bleary-eyed and who did I just meet and wanting to do the right thing by these students, but just being completely overwhelmed because that's a lot how campus recruiting can be, right? Differentiating themselves, what's the follow-up? And if the students are gonna be brought now to the headquarters, if anybody still does that, to, to meet in person, how does that process work? What's the communication? So the students are really still interested and their parents and, you know, there's so much cool richness in there as there is in virtually every single business function everywhere, if we look at it closely enough, right? It's fractal, it gets more interesting. The, the, the more it's under a microscope, if we're looking at it for what's the potential to do this better. What's the potential to do this better? So, you're going to find a place to put your canoe in the water and begin your consulting right there. So, we're going to go with campus recruiting. Hold myself out as a campus recruiting uh, consultant who looks at this process and has read a ton and maybe did a little campus recruiting or has been adjacent to it, maybe did some other kind of recruiting or worked with students or whatever, whatever. But you're going to, this is where you're going to focus. What's the next step? The next step is the design of the business. That means what are my services going to be? You don't want to wait for somebody to say, yeah, I'd like to talk to you about campus recruiting. Our company doesn't do any and we feel like we should do some. Great. Let's have a conversation. You want to have that conversation for sure. And you want to go there with with some ideas to be able to propose. Not solutions, but a path to follow. So you want to have an idea of what is that path. You want to create, in other words, kind of a little mindset plus methodology to solve this problem of we don't have a robust campus recruiting process in our company and it's hurting us. First of all, you want to understand the pain, don't you? How is it hurting you? Why do you even need a campus recruiting program? What if you just don't even do that? Would there be negative effects for your organization? You're going to spend a lot of time on the pain. Yes, there will be negative effects for your organization if you would be otherwise interested in hiring new grads, and you're not doing that because you have no presence on any campus anywhere, right? No relationships, no uh, career services professionals pointing students in your direction, none of that, then you're at a disadvantage, aren't you, right? Okay, so you're going to try to quantify that. You're just going to stay online, you're going to talk to people, read blogs, listen to podcasts, immerse yourself in this pain and the solutions that are out there right now. That's That investment of four, six, eight hours in research is going to really teach you a ton and probably be a greater investment than the people doing these jobs. God bless them. They just don't have time. They're doing the job like a hamster in a wheel. They don't have time to find out what are the the new ideas and what's working, what's not working, and what are the white papers and all that stuff. So you're going to dig in. And out of that, you're going to design a suite of just a few services that you will offer. I do a consult, really look kind of like needs analysis. What are you doing now? What's working? What's not working? I walk through my process with you, five or seven questions. Maybe that's a piece of it. I do an analysis, maybe I have a little online survey I send to you and some of the managers in your company. Nothing, you know, too out there just a simple process to understand what's not working such that you contacted me or you responded to my overture when I reached out to you, and what would be the ideal solution? What would it look like? Oh, it would look like you'd have good, strong relationships with four colleges or universities where your target new grads are likely to come from, and those are actualized, operationalized this time next year. Brilliant. Let's go. Yeah, we could do that. And you could do this part-time alongside your job. See what I'm saying? Opens up the whole sky to you to say, I'm in the working world, the business world, in a different way. I'm doing my job, I haven't quit my job, but I'm in this other world where I'm just learning so much faster and I'm having more heady, you know, more intellectually stimulating maybe conversations and I'm getting paid and I'm using different parts of my brain and I'm creating relationships, in this case, With other universities making introductions doing research it's really really cool so in this second phase now you've decided on your basic sweet spot the place to put your canoe in the water for consulting now you're going to maybe name your business if you want could just be your name but there could be a name for your business if you want to get a url you plan to put up a website at some point great you'll do that now 15 bucks or whatever If you want to incorporate, you might talk to a lawyer. That's the one conversation you might want to have. See if you need to incorporate or not. See if you need to be licensed anywhere. Often the answer is no, you don't. But get a business bank account. You little infrastructure things. But you're going to design what are my services? What am I going to charge for them initially? Because you'll learn a lot by doing. And um you kind of orient yourself a little bit mentally, emotionally, like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to step into this. First, it seems like scary. Who am I? Imposter syndrome, all that kind of stuff. Normal, 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 almost inevitable. Doesn't last. It's like going on stage. I just remember stage fright until the minute I stepped on stage and it was like, let's go. It's the same thing with this stage fright until the minute you're out there in a conversation and you're like, this is like breathing. It's just talking to people about the problems. I don't have to be the guru. I don't even have to be an expert. I am here to assist, to listen, to brainstorm. And that fear just kind of dissipates. And then you're excited. And then you feel stronger and cooler and and more in touch with some some energy field that we don't always get in our full-time job or even sometimes other parts of our lives. So you're going to design the business going to design it on paper, in your head and on paper? Where do you want it to go? What what piece is it going to fill in for you? Maybe money, of course, maybe a part of your professional credibility and your relationships. Some of the creative things that you maybe want to do, don't always get to do in your full-time job. Maybe it's a path to another another chapter of your life. And then you're going to do a little soft launch and you're going to kind of put yourself out there. Maybe let your network, your friends and family know that you're consulting, some of your professional colleagues. If you need to talk to your current employer about it, you don't want any friction there. You'll talk to them and say, is this fine? Is this cool? I'm not going to, of course, use any company resources to do this, but I'm really interested in doing a little consulting in this area on the side after hours. They might be completely into it because it means that you're not planning to leave. It means you're not planning a job on, you know, no job can necessarily guarantee it'll fill in every single thing that you want and need in your life. But you say, you know, I'm doing this. The job is great. You know how committed I am and how I feel about you folks in this place. But I want to do this other thing. It's like a it's like a desire that I have. And you say, yeah, just don't let it interfere with anything here. And it's all good. And then the fourth piece is you've got a client, you've got a few clients, you you know, you're cracking the ice and you're kind of figuring out, cracking the code. And then you start thinking about, okay, so how do I refine this? How do I take what I'm learning every single conversation with a client or a prospective client? How do I make my conversion process better? That means talking to someone about consulting and having them say yes. How do I make my service delivery better? How do I make my referral process better so that one client refer me to the next client if it sounds complicated it's super not complicated it's it's easier than things that you do every single day it's just shifting your mindset to say i could do this it's really not any different than a million things i've done in the past and if you're interested in our course take charge consulting where we teach all this and i do live clinics with with the group with the course members to talk about their specific situations that they're running into or thinking about uh, related to consulting, then you should join the course. And um, and to get the information on that, if it's not uh, obvious here, um, just write to us please at support at humanworkplace.com. Have a great, great day.